0: And welcome to podcast 222 of 5 Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Dave and on this week's pod, we're going to have a mega save update. Obviously, we've had uh, two podcasts over the last few weeks or so, um, talking to the guys from Football Manager, learning a little bit more about FM22. Um, and obviously, we've played loads of the game. so we're going to give a more in-depth review of the game so far and talk about our experiences. Um, and alongside me today, I've got Dupe and Joe three musketeers here how we doing boys yeah good day oh, how good are you? yeah very very well <laughs> thank you uh, <laughs> do, do, do keep changing oh my word do keeps changing his microphone and it's winding me up um yeah i'm very good thank you <laughs> um but yeah like i said we're gonna have a, a, a mega save update uh today if you guys haven't already caught the last couple of weeks of podcasts we spoke to cj And we spoke to Elliot from Football Manager, talking about the match engine and player roles and talking about the data hub as well. (laughs) Oh, you two are winding me up. I wish I didn't do a podcast for you two. and really good insights about Football managers so far. And if there's any, any other areas of the game that you guys want us to touch on, do let us know on our Twitter at 5 Star Pod. Uh, so, Duke, we're going to start off with you. You've got loads of saves going on. We haven't really spoke much about your beta save. Um, and obviously, you've moved on to, to new things now. So maybe give us a recap of how you got on with Manchester United and then jump into your main save for FM22.
1: Well, that that's the pod done um, with me literally just telling you that. Uh, yeah, Dave, sorry. Yeah. Um... People at home, I do apologise, but Dave's very nervous about doing the hosting, so me and Joe try to help him by making him laugh. It doesn't help
0: at all. It It does. does not
1: help at all. It does. It does. Anyway, um, beta save, two seasons with Manchester United. We built two different tactics, which are over on my YouTube channel. (laughs) Plug. Uh, Matt's not here, so he can't moan at me this week. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Um, uh, We won won all the Cups first season, so we won Champions League, um, FA Cup and Carabao Cup. And in the second season, we won the league and the FA Cup, I think, and we come second, uh, semi-final in the uh, Champions League. We just bought a load of players, Dave, spent a load of money, just done what we do and um, did really well. We we finished with a front three of Mbappe, Haaland, and I want to say Cristiano Ronaldo.
0: Ronaldo's been unbelievable my it's save.
1: Ridiculous. Well, headers, isn't it? Uh, but let's yeah. not get too much into that. Um, and then we started my main save, Dave. Uh, which was the GOAT Challenge, something that uh, I was a bit apprehensive about doing. It seemed a bit of a difficult save for me to do. But uh, it's where I started completely unemployed. I've gone... uh, The the aim is to go from unemployed to top of Hall of Fame via doing Mm -hmm. a Pentagon because doing the first challenge wasn't hard enough. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to try my best at doing the Pentagon Challenge without saving and reloading because I heard that's very difficult, isn't it, Dave? Uh. <laughs> okay, no, that's right. no, fine. To speak, <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I'm assuming that's difficult. And um, we started, uh, like I said, completely unemployed. We managed to get a job in China at um, Dong Sui or whatever. I can't remember what the name was now. Um, we did six games of the season uh, before, and we managed to keep them up. Then we did about half the season after, and they just went into administration. Funny enough, nothing to do with me. I didn't spend a penny, and we were actually well, under. No our, yeah, I know, I got no money. Literally this time. We were spending uh fifty-seven thousand pounds a week. Our wage budget was fifty uh sixty-seven and they cut it down to thirty. And the problem with China wow. is is um you can only Well, there's a lot about China, there's a lot wrong with China, but the, the main problem with my squad registration is is that you can only do five over twenty-five new players. So yeah. I couldn't offer all my original team their contracts because A, they knew we were going bust and they wanted out. And B, they want a lot more money, you know, double the money. I can't half their wages. So the only way I could have done it was wait till the end of the season, get rid of everybody, and then just bring in under 21s. The other issue I had was I didn't want because like this manager is the one that's gonna follow me everywhere now, you know, I can't I can't start fresh or anything. I had to be really conscious of what I'm doing with the manager. And I didn't want him to get a reputation of not being able to meet the wage budget or working within a wage budget. Because yeah. they, immediately as they announced it, my wage budget went right down and we we're in the red. So nothing, not, not my fault. I haven't, like, I haven't done anything to cause it, but what it is doing is it's, it's putting red marks against my name. So that's why we decided to play one more game and get out. We then went to India where we picked up um, Corello FC, brand new season. Um, they finished, I think they finished mid table. They were happy to offer us um, some coaching badges uh, we had no, oh, they, sorry. They finished third, and we were offered the top, the team that finished top the season before, but they wouldn't give us a coaching badge. Whereas Corella would, so we dropped down to to Corella. A um, couple of signings and um, a little bit of magic in the in the wage market. Uh, sorry, in the loan market. We were only allowed nineteen grand a week to spend, so it's very tight. But we managed to win the league and the cup. Um, did really well. Did our two coaching badges there. The first two. Um, and at the end of the season, we asked for another coaching badge and they said no. So we just decided actually the best thing to do is just to pack up and go off somewhere else. And this is really weird for me because I've always been like the one club save. I mean, apart from the the big inter Ajax and Bayern, but normally I stick with one team and I just I follow them all the way up. Yeah, It's weird to move, you know, and it's so difficult. It's so... Uh, I, it's such a skill to go into a club that you've not planned to be in and be able to work out how to play them and get results instantly. And that's kind of what you need to do straight away. Um, Luckily, when we went into India, we had, uh, we had the, the, the window. So we were able to shop and change what we wanted. Very similar to when we then went back to China, six months later. So the Indian leagues go June to June the China leagues go January to January or January to December. So we had six months off trying to find a job, couldn't find a job. And then right pre-season in China, a Chinese Super League team called CZ uh, Mighty Lions, they they offered me the job. And they were happy to give me a coaching badge, which is awesome. So they started that straight away. Later down the line um, in that season, they've also offered me this, the next one. So we are now currently, which I think is amazing, by the way, but we are now currently studying for the continental C license. So we're only like BA and pro away from being the top and we're only yeah. on our third team. So that's, that's really good. They were really reluctant about giving us the, the, the contract because, uh, not the contract, sorry, the coaching badge because they're worried about us being taken by other, other teams. But we managed to kind of convince them that we're here to stay, which we're not, but we're here to stay and we're gonna, you know, we'll stay. So they managed to give us that, which is really cool. Um, and we're doing really well in China. Uh, we were given a, a stonking £6 million budget to spend. I mean, they are a Chinese Super League team, so there was a bit of money in China, as, as you well know, Dave. Um, mm-hmm. But last year, they didn't have the best of seasons. They finished 12th out of 18th. Um, and they had a couple of... I think they only had two foreigners on the on the books at the time. So we were able to be a little bit more... a bit more freedom to have a little play around and have a see who we could find. The first signing we brought in was a banger which was Brenner, which you had in the network save uh, for AC Milan. Amazing player at this level as well. 24 years of age, um, eight games, nine goals, two assists. He is absolute flames. um, 7.78 average rating. He's really good. Um, He was bought in for 1.4 million and now instantly uh, valued at 13. I think everyone that came in that was good, like these sorts of players, they wanted minimum release clauses. Um, so I think he's got a 19 million pound release clause. To be honest, if somebody hits that, somebody hits that, I can't really complain about that. Um, mm-hmm. We managed to bring in a couple of Chinese players too, because again, you're only allowed to bring five over 20 freeze in. So it's important to get that little bit of experience in you can and in the league. Um, and like the values are ridiculous. I've got some proper dead ballers here and they are valued like seven, eight million. And like you would <laughs> struggle, they would struggle to get in national league teams, to be honest, some of these attributes. But it's working, right? We're doing all right. We managed to bring in Marcus Rojo from Boca Juniors in. Uh, I paid twenty eight grand for him. Three toast in the morning. Actually, funny enough, we talked about the toast. Um, he he's all right at thirty four. He's his physical attributes have really gone down, um, but mentally still seventeen aggression. I mean, what more can you ask for that? Still not got a red card either, which is mad seeing some of the tackles he made at United. Um, he doesn't play that often, but he does come in when we want to shore things up, play a little bit deeper because of the running. But at 15 tackling, um, 17 aggression, he's pretty good. And he's left-footed, so they're hard to come by. But um, my favourite signing in which, um, of the season was Emerson Hindman, who we brought in from Atalanta. Or mm. Atlanta, I always get that muddled up. Um, I spent so long in the MLS training my brain to say it one way, and now I don't play in the MLS, I train to say it the other Um He's so good, by the way. Like, he's 28, don't get me wrong. Um, we brought him in for 3 million, which is a lot of money, seeing as our budget, half our budget. But he is so good. Currently 12 games in, three goals, 12 assists, 8.7 rating, the average rating. He is just lighting it up. It's it's just such an easy league for him to play, in, and, he, and he's really enjoying it. And then Dave's man, we managed to get in. So basically, as much as you're allowed five or six foreigners... You're allowed four in your first 11, five in your match day squad. So you're only ever allowed four on the pitch at one time. Um So we kind of put our eggs in one basket as we already had a chap called Oscar who played up top and we had Brenner and Brenner was always going to play first. So I need to go get a young Chinese talent as I punch my mic. A young Chinese <laughs> talent. Dave, up steps. Dong De He. Dong De He. In, ga-
0: in game, because of the Chinese, he's called He Zhen Yu.
1: Yeah, I've, I prefer Dong. Dong, yeah, Dong is way Dong he, yeah, he he's done really well, Dave, to be fair. He's, he's, he's scored quite a few goals from the start. Uh, seven goals, three assists in 12 games. The thing is he has beast, to play because you have to have a certain amount of under 23s in your squad as well. So he has to play. I, I've got no choice. Not that I don't want to, but he's just, you know, he has to play. He's playing and he's doing well. Seven goals, three assists. He's, he's superb. Um, and that was kind of that was kind of it really we just we didn't not much went out but we still got like a million quid to spend it's difficult when you have so many restrictions you can't just go out and spend it willy nilly um but mm. after like i said after 12 games we are 26 goal difference 34 points uh we've scored 40 goals in the league we are just flying um yet to lose we have drawn we drew our last game against last year's winners um, after we got we went one nil up and we got a player sent off in the 43rd minute they scored a 94th minute penalty to make it one all uh, apart from that we have all green on our schedule
0: I think, I think one of the best well one of the most important things I suppose about managing in China sometimes of course it's nice to get those good foreign players but a lot of it is actually to do with the Chinese players that you sign and I think players like Dong Dehe although on paper for you especially you know managing United earlier this year and managing like the super teams you were last year. I think a lot of these players you do have to take with a pinch of salt and sort of almost just look at one or two attributes. And I think, you know, off the top of my head, Dong Dehi is a striker. He's not slow. He's good finisher and he's good at heading. And I think that's absolutely perfect for the for the Chinese Super League. And I think my experience with him last year was I signed him in the second or third division. Had a massive bid that so he went. And then I ended up signing him back and I signed him for two or three Chinese teams and he was really, really good. Um, So I think that's more about what it's about, trying to bolster the Chinese players. But like you say, the values for, for what they are, probably a little bit overpriced. Is there still the rule regarding the Chinese goalkeepers? You have to have a Chinese goalkeeper as well.
1: Yeah, you have to have three goalkeepers in a squad and they all have to be Chinese. So you can mm. imagine that the they're
0: well overpriced aren't they oh they are, as well.
1: crikey they've got like the best the, the, the current goalkeeper for the Chinese national team I think he's 24 million quid wow at the moment I think he when we asked for him um, because well because have no disrespect
0: them. he probably wouldn't get in a prem or championship or maybe a Davey, championship he wouldn't get the in team. your
1: under eights to be honest mate <laughs> Uh, honestly he's like six I think he's like five foot eight or something like. He, how's that a goalkeeper yeah. Um, yeah you just can't get you just can't get near him you need to have a good new gen that can come in and be a goalkeeper to be honest um, mm. but yeah it's it's a fun save I'm, I'm enjoying it a hell of a lot more than I thought I was or I thought I would because um, it's a concept that I've never done before but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's good. And, and, and the best thing for like, it's quite, you know, the chat, uh, people in the chat are doing it. We're getting a lot of kind of interaction where people kind of come to me and say, oh, I've just moved here and I've just
0: moved there. And yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's a tough tough save, really tough save. I think I think one of the, the toughest things about that type of save, and not necessarily the GOAT challenge, but any, anything like that, the Pentagon challenge, I think the hardest thing is to get over that first hurdle of actually sort of getting into your, getting in your first club to start off with and actually... Getting past the first season or the p- first few games with them, because I think if you can't get into it, you know it it will take a little bit of time to get into it. But after that first season, if you're not into it, I don't think you're gonna be there for the long haul. But I think it's it's class. Like you know, the game's been out what in full coming up? Is it coming up to two weeks on uh, on Monday? Two weeks Monday. Think, yeah, when there's yeah, when the pod's that, out you two sort weeks. of got. Got your third club already, it's class, you know, it's yeah, a lot of as well.
1: It's a little bit sad when you break it down on that, Dave. So we're currently <laughs> Thursday, the 18th, so the game's been out 10 days. This save alone, I've put one day, 21 hours and six minutes into. In 10 People days. People would have
0: done worse, mate. People would have done worse. I know, but like, I've streamed you know, all that. Yeah, you do sound like a bit of a sconer when you put it like that. Yeah, so it's a bit much, isn't it?
1: It's a bit mm-hmm. much, to be fair. Um... It'll yeah. wear off. Yeah. That's, what doctor, nah, that's what the doctor told me, but unfortunately, so it didn't.
0: Are you top of the league then at the moment with yes. this new team? Yeah, yeah we're top and of the what, league. What, what's it, How are you? What system are you playing for the listeners?
1: We are playing a very good system, David. Thank you for the next plug I'm going about to do. Uh, we're, we're playing a system I have called Diamonds Are Forever. It's a four-one-two-one-two, um, which is very much in homage to the say the system that I played at Forest Green back in the day um and in some of the network saves in earlier earlier uh, kind of versions of the game very attacking but shorter uh, higher tempo passing and uh we kind of use the the ap and and one of our wing back our full backs to push on and that's kind of where we're getting the the whip from um if you want to see it in detail dave you know you can head to my youtube channel where there is a full video out on the And the download link, and uh, it seems to be going very well. So I'd recommend checking that tactic out. It's a beauty.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, you've you've uploaded quite a few tactics on your YouTube as well. I mean, you know, this 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 podcast is to talk about what we've been up to so far on FM22. So I mean, obviously you've got that one. You've got which of ones are on there that people can check out as well?
1: So last year I ran during my achievement hunter big save. I ran the total Duke ball system, which is uh, a system. That is just absolutely nuts on paper, but just looks beautiful in the match engine. So I've uploaded that one. Another one is I've been doing a, a Napoli offline save, which to be honest, I haven't touched for a while. So maybe at the weekend I can drop some on that, um, where I'm trying to get Victor Seaman to get the Ballon d'Or. And now I am playing the asymmetric 4-3-3 that I played in the network save against you two. It caused a little bit of problems to start with until you figured it out. And then I literally didn't have a plan B. <laughs> um. So you run I out of money and yeah, until I run out of money. So I've uploaded that one. Um, I've also uploaded the dupes of the wheel one, the, the kind of Conte 352 that I tried to do uh, in my beta save at United. Uh, the Diamonds Are Forever, this one, uh, that I'm doing here. And also a kind of a favourite of mine, which was like the Highlight Killer, uh, which is probably one of the most underrated systems that I do use throughout the uh, throughout the game. It is a uh, a system that I implement when we're one the level, We're trying to hold on to a result, um, and basically you just stop seeing highlights and it just locks the game down. So yeah, that's kind I of the I, lot I've done.
0: I've started I mean, I haven't got a tactic as such for that, but maybe, you know, from one goal up with maybe a few minutes left of stoppage time, I do make subtle tweaks to my um my tactic, i.e., you know, time wasting, lowering my defensive line a little bit, slow you know, getting the goalkeeper to slow the game down a little bit as well. Um but I think I think it's quite an underrated you know system i don't think many people think of that you know you might have someone with a home and away tactic or a a tactic you play against the stronger teams but i think it's quite a clever clever system to have
1: i think it worked really well because i work i ran it alongside the total ball. so yeah it it went from the the three at the back to the the libero stepping up the dlp stepping back and having it fitted really nicely um the one thing i do would say another thing about like shutting up the game you was talking about like, um, slowing the game down and that. I'd also go lower tempo. I'd also get them to just, to play shorter pass and keeping the ball as much as they can. Um, so, I mean, I don't know in theory, in my head that works. So you just kind of, if you've got the ball, they can't score, right? That's a nice little Michael Owen commentary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, shorter passing makes sense. I, I'm sure I sometimes put it on go more direct though, just so they who it up the pitch as well.
2: Yeah. Fair no, point. Joe, no,
0: Joe's shaking his head. So I'm no, wrong. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. Do- no, not wrong. I was... you,
2: the thing is, you can play shorter passing, and if you've still got it on counter, they will yeah. still hoof it long yeah. if the opportunity is okay. there. Yeah. But if I you mean... play for lot, if you're playing long ball, they will literally like if you've got passing to space or direct, they tend to play balls kind of further up the pitch, and all you're doing is recycling yeah. the ball back to the opposition. I suppose. You know, so, Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not a bad thing. You can play like a defensive system whilst it being possession based. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of go shoot less often. Work play for ball set into pieces. Box. Play yeah.
0: play for set pieces one as well because yeah, you exactly. can obviously time
1: waste a bit more, yeah. Especially this year with the headers, like play for set pieces is invaluable. Uh, the other one yeah. is run it defenses as well. I mean, not as a killer time, but just as an as an instruction, I'd recommend people using this year because penalties are a thing. Um, talking about the <laughs> hoof in the ball though, Dave. I I remember I think back in like 2016 or FM 16, I used to play the first 10 minutes with a Tony Pulis style game uh, tactic where it was just long ball FC. So I remember like, listening yeah. to him on the radio saying that when he first kind of got into management, the first thing he did was get the ball up in the other end of the pitch. Because if it's there, it's not near my goal. And I implemented that into FM. Um, and yeah, it was How's just he getting on these days? Tony Pulis. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's referenced a few times on the Peter Crouch podcast.
0: Yeah. What I do wonder what he's doing, actually. I wonder what he does day to day. Washing his cap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where you're going to go with that, one Joe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he was. Uh, I don't know if many clubs do it. I'm sure there was a club in France, or a couple of clubs in France, used to uh, off kick off, just absolutely whale it, like proper Sunelli whale it to the o- corner flag of the of the opposition's half, Sweet. and basically just box him in straight away. United do that. Um, so, United you know, do that all the time. Yeah, 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 straight away. Yeah, Wolves did it a little bit under know but we actually try and play football now, so. We move. Um, but yeah, deep sounds good. Sounds promising. And, and you know, I think the, it's a pentagon challenge, but with a real strong twist. And, you know, like you saw last year, it's not easy to top that Hall of Fame. So it'll be really interesting to see how you get on. But, you know, people are enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. So looking forward to seeing how you can get on. Um Cheers, you enjoying China, though, overall? It's actually quite a fun league to managing, isn't it? Food's great, to be fair, Dave. Um, yeah, it, it. it is,
1: to be fair. It's very it is very mls-esque if that makes sense like it does feel there's a massive divide in the league that um mm. the, like the bottom teams just rotate with the league below and like it there are some very bad teams here but it is um it is challenging we're not as strong defensively as I'd want to be with this system uh we are conceding too many goals but i would not put that down to the system i'm putting that down to the fact that my the best chinese defender that i have is 5 foot 9 i think uh, we're just—they're just like shorter, and their jumping yeah. reach isn't so good, and the heading's not so good. But everyone's got foreign strikers in that are massive. So probably like the tall ones play basketball out there, probably. <laughs> um, so it's, sure. ve- it's yeah, you're probably right, yeah. Um, so it's very difficult. And I think that's why we're conceding so many goals. Whereas in a more structurally solid defense, I think we'd we'd do better. Uh, but it is, it's challenging, Dave. It is challenging. I know we've won every game by one and we've drawn that. But like it it's bringing up some good moments and seeing like Dong Dong Deheb, like just that thing. So a chipped goal. Yeah, Slipping, on my man. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. She has never played. Yeah. Um yeah, that was that was a hell of a goal. Um it's just you're seeing some nice things. Yeah. Definitely.
0: One last thing as well, sorry, before we move on. Um, do they still have a rule? I think it's Chinese players have got a wage cap of fifteen K a week, is it? No, a little bit more than that? I don't
1: believe they have that rule. Or, or it might that. be players
0: you buy from abroad. Chinese players you buy from abroad because um, there will be one or two that you could probably sign. I think Wu Li is probably the most notable one. Chinese player. I think he, I think he still plays at Espanyol. Yeah. Um, but I think they might have changed it. There used to be a rule on Chinese players that you sign, resign from abroad, and you have to put a wage cap on them. Yeah, I might you're, be wrong. There. You're,
1: no, you're absolutely no. Uh, it's not abroad, but you're absolutely right. Uh, teams can only offer a maximum wage of ten thousand seven hundred and fifty quid per week for domestic players, and forty nine and a half thousand a week for foreign players. That might be it then. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I knew there was some sort of wage cap, so maybe what? they've lowered that. I'm sure it was fifteen before. The probably, lowered.
2: probably due to the where they're trying to nationalise it all again, aren't they? Yeah all the mm. big, big money players, and that they're not going to be able to sign them because you have to put too much money into the government. Yeah. Well, mm. the one thing I I found like
1: quite a good rule is obviously that the higher up you go in the league structure, you get more foreign players. For example, so like in the in League Two, you're only allowed to, oh sorry in League One, you're only allowed two. If I got to play a League One side in the FA Cup, I have to play down to their rules, so I'm only that's allowed to field the same as what they can field. I think that's really cool. I think that's a really good way of doing it, to be honest.
0: Makes it sort of more fair to a degree, doesn't it? So. Well,
1: yeah, I can't just rock up with my kind of, uh, you know, yeah. five followers. Yeah, smashing yeah.
0: it. Uh, but obviously, that, I think the journey is going to be really interesting, Duke, and the fact, you know, you're smashing through it already. Have you got any... Are you move, going Africa next, probably? Or, if you obviously, once you've won the Asian Champions League? I think that's probably the next place to go, to be honest, because if I go anywhere else...
1: Right, it's going to be hard to come back to Africa.
0: Yeah. The reputation doesn't grow hugely as well in in Africa. So I think you need to... The Asian one helps you grow your reputation. Your Africa one won't raise it predominantly. That's why I'm always concerned about people going to South Africa first because it's difficult to get a good job in China straight away. I think you still got to build yourself up, but no, nah, looking forward to it. Um, we'll move there. on to you now, Joe. You've had obviously a couple of saves. We spoke a little bit a couple of weeks ago about the Barcelona save. Which is really intriguing. Um, give us a recap on that, and then let us know what you're up to on your current save as well.
2: Well, Barcelona's kind of set on the the back burner a little bit. Um, I think mainly because Antoine Griezmann gave me the ump, and when it said he's got an 85 <laughs> percent yearly wage rise, I was like, "Can't believe!" I'm it. literally flogging a dead horse here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I kind of i i put it on a, a bit of a back burner. I'll probably go back to it, but I started playing the Valladolid save that I spoke about. Um, I've set up my manager as Rivaldo so you've got Rivaldo as the manager his boss is the real Ronaldo R9 we've got um, Baptista as the under-19s coach so bringing in that Brazilian flair I've decided in this that I want to bring through like every year bring like a cohort of Brazilians over put them into like the under-19s or the B team get them out on loan in Spain for two years get them nationalised so they've got Spanish passports and then either sell them, use them, or do something like that, but just basically make the club like a little Brazilian... um, Same. Talent factory. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I want to talk about, really. But um, Conveyor belt, no? Yeah, kind of. It's it's whether to use them for financial gain or whether to actually use them to better the quality of the team. Um, Obviously... They don't have a lot of money to start with, so it's you know I've had to sell a few players. So it's not like I can go to Brazil and just buy wonder kids to bring them through. Eventually, I mean, once the money's turning round and we're we're earning a few quid, then we can go and buy the wonder kids, you know, and bring them through. And hopefully, I mean, Real lid have got they have an affiliation with Real Madrid, which I'm it must be through Ronaldo, um, kind of the in yeah you know, IRL. Um, and whether or not we can just literally make money by letting Real Madrid buy all our best Brazilians but first season obviously starting the second division um, to coin a phrase I had more draws than Ikea yes
1: Matt um, likes this
2: yeah mm-hmm. I, I think probably about 35% of my games ended in a draw but that meant I only lost three games in the season um, so we went up we went up Champions with two games spare, and in the El Presidente series that's on the zone, basically in it, he's like, Oh, if we stay up, I'm taking you all to Ibiza. This is Ronaldo to the players in real life. So, uh, so he literally they stay up and he takes them all to Ibiza, like to his massive gaff that he's got in Ibiza. And they're like, They can't believe what's happening because like all these players are like, This is brilliant. Like, there's like 30 of us out here, we're just partying with Ronaldo. And the last game of my season was against Ibefa. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Which we lost their last oh. game of the season Obviously, we were already champions. But in my mind I'm going, look, we we just we are in party mode already. We we in Ibiza. Well, they in actually Ibiza. needed to win that to get into the playoffs to go up to La Liga. Do them a favor. So it, I was kind of I was quite happy that they won to be fair. Um had a massive squad clear out at the end of the season. I mean a good 60 70% of the squad went B team every player went I was like do you know what we're just holding on to these B team players for nothing there's no one in there of any relevance so I just let all the staff go and all the players that were in there were out, going out of contract so they all went so now I've pretty much just got the under 19s and the first team there is there is a C team but they're not called validly And it's weird as well because they're like they, they're, the club colour is red where it's oh. obviously valid that he's very purple and white. So it's it's all a bit weird, but I just, I let them crack on. They're on about 10% as a week. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, one actually one going back to the first season, um, I did sign, I, I got loads of trialists in that were on like, free transfers. One of them was Jack Wilshire. Yeah. I got him in. He was a baller for the first half of the season. And I was very careful like to manage his fitness um, so, I was only playing him like 60, 65 minutes a game, but he was, he'd was he get like an assist a game. He'd be scoring bangers from outside the box. Really, 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 you know, done really well. He was on about seven grand a week. Um, so, it weren't like massive money, uh, but he'd just done a job. And then I absolutely cocked up because I signed one of the Liverpool centre-halves, one of the English lads on loan in the second half of the season. It might have been Nat Phillips. I. I I don't really associate myself with Liverpool players. So um, (laughs) him from Liverpool signed him. And then I'd realised that it's a two foreign player limit. So I had three foreign players in the squad and I was like, do you know what? I've got another decent kind of deep line playmaker at the club. So I just didn't register Jack Wilshere, put him in the B team and you can, because a lot of the time the B team plays the same time as the first team, you can't use B team players. But it is kind of like if they're registered for the B team, you can still play them if they haven't played a game on that day. Yeah. So occasionally, I could still use Jack. So he never got upset that he was not registered. So kind of played a blinder there. And then yeah, so say got got promoted, got rid of a lot of the squad, and then just started a rebuild really. And the club vision changed to playing counter-attacking football and defensive football. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to build a tactic that does exactly that. So I was kind of looking at what what I wanted to do. Um, it's very much kind of low block, beat him on the counter. I mean, my my DLP is on like risky passes, and you'll just see him like we'll pick, we'll we'll steal the ball on the edge of our own area, and then he's just launching a ball. And you've just got there's a you've got a winger on the left, an inverted winger on the right, um, in like the the halfway line strata, not pushed up, so they're not like the the front three type of thing. So they they start from deep but they're, they're quick. They're like you know, 16, 17 acceleration and pace. And then obviously I've got a striker as well who's playing there. So a lot of the time what happens is we go long, the striker mm. will head the ball, the wingers pick it up, and then obviously we go on a counter attack there. I've got Lucas uh, Alarza, who was used to be at Boca Juniors. He was on loan at Vigo for a little bit. He's my set piece taker. He's got like 17, 18 for free kicks. So we, we, get, we, we do well with him in the team. He takes all the set pieces. Um, but yeah, it's and it's it's going all right. I mean, I've played about ten games. I think started the season. I think we're fifth or sixth in the league. Again, wow. we're only if we win, we're winning one nil, and then if we lose, we're only losing by a goal. You know, it's it's very very tight. I Man, I did beat Barcelona one nil, and that was pure shit house football. I mean, we literally <laughs> got them on got them on the break and scored. Um, but yeah, it's been. It's been good. My first four Brazilians that came through. They're in their second year on loan out in Spain now. Three of them look like they're going to be half decent prospects. One of them, give or take, he might he might actually we might just make a bit of money on him. But um, I am scouting around trying to get some more Brazilians. we, we I haven't. I want to get someone to go out and be permanently scouting in Brazil to find them. But I just don't want to break that financial kind of restriction at the moment because you only have about three million in the bank to start with. And then when you go up into La Liga, you get, I think it's about about 40 million in TV rights. And mm. I had about 10 million to spend, something like that, to rebuild the squad. So I had to be careful. Loads of, again, loads of trialists, free transfers coming in. And I've just got, I've got a very, very thin squad. Like I've got about 22 players in the squad. Um, and then I'm gonna I've just recruited a you know a core of good scouts now. I'm just gonna start building that team up to go out to Brazil, go and find me some players. So yeah, it's 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 a good save. Um and I like having the little kind of sub-stories to it, you know, the whole Brazilian staff like Rivaldo, Ronaldo, Bautista. Um and yeah, it's just yeah, it's just been class. With your
1: trialist, Joe, um I noticed this in stream today. Uh, I went and checked on the forums. There's actually, did you know? There's actually an issue with them. There's a bug on them at the moment. Um, so if you do a trial and you then cancel that or you end that trial, you then they go back to zero, like zero scouted. You can't see a single thing about them. If to retrial them, just as an FYI, yeah. I've, I've it is on the forums. I, I get, it is I, on the I get forums. them in.
2: I bought players in like um, LaCardia from Brighton. Uh, yeah. I had Fernando Lorente. Wow. Andy Carroll come in.
0: Yes. Do you uh, see that? I'm that, to that think who else? You that's a red right in, in it, then,
2: Really? Yeah, he's got red in the And then they got six points deducted
1: off of him for a <laughs> Nah.
2: It's uh, <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of good free transfers around like the end of the first season, so I, I've I've picked up a few. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing with the save is, is, like obviously, the top kind of four or five in Spain are pretty solid. But then other than that like you can as long as you you're half decent with your results it's not difficult to stay in that league so I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of building on it and seeing seeing where we can take valid the lid but so well, after watching that series I mean we said it when we said about the uh, the TV blog post I watch it and it just makes me go do you know what I want to play that save and I just love having Ronaldo as my chairman or sorry chairperson or owner nice Nah, that's
0: yeah. nah, a, a good save and I know obviously we with yourself Joe you like those saves that bit of narrative and I think a lot of people you know if they're ever struggling for saves obviously we've got loads of blog posts about it but I think that's one way to take a bit of inspiration try and get yourself a backstory with it whether it be an ex-player or the situation a club is in I think that's that's the best way to to look at a new save and it'll get you a little bit more involved but now looking forward to seeing how you can get on obviously a good start in the in La Liga too um Moving on in anyway to my adventures on FM22 so far. Uh, as you got lot uh, lot will know, started with Wolves a few weeks ago. Haven't come off the Wolves save as of yet. It's a save that I'm going to be sticking with um, until I pretty much get all the silverware that I can get. Um, first season completed, uh, finished fourth in the Premier League. A really decent season. Um, had a nice little cushion on the teams that finished fifth and sixth overall. Um, trying to remember now. Obviously, it's been so long. trying to remember roughly the team that I, I had. I think the biggest signing I made in the January transfer window of that first season was Deer Carby, who came in. So my back four was more or less, I think it was 8-0 uh, as my left back. Uh, Botman, who I'd signed right at the start of the season, literally on release day of FM, next to Deer Carby. And my right back was Nelson Samedo. Um, but I had a really, really strong team overall. Um, ended up finishing fourth like i said and moving on to season two where I, I made some pretty big signings Um in particular some of the the wonder kids now that have been coming about at the time i didn't really know how strong um and ha- how high their potential was first one being lorenzo luca if you haven't already heard of him remember the name now i'm sure he'll be popping up on your saves throughout the year italian striker starting at pisa um, I think he was formerly of Palermo, uh, but at Pisa in Serie B in Italy. So he's it at a really affordable price for the first couple of seasons. I couldn't get him a work permit um in season two in england but fortunately obviously i had that little bit of money so i could you know spend it on him if you're desperate and strapped for cash i probably wouldn't recommend it unless you can spare 10 15 20 million um, so i got him in and sent him out on to beshiktas he did really well eventually i've got a work permit for him um, the other one was benjamin sesco from RB uh, or Red Bull uh, Salzburg in Austria. Um, Now, in real life, they're talking about this guy quite a lot. They reckon he can be as good as Haaland. I don't know whether they're just saying that because he's one of their better strikers at the moment. Uh, But he's six foot six, seven, eight. But they reckon reckon he's rapid. Uh, Six foot seven, seven, eight. Fucking, I don't know. Um I think he's 6'7". Um, but he's rapid as well. So for a big guy, again, he was clocking speeds as quick as Mbappe in the Champions League last season. So he is rapid. Um, so i have got him in as well. Trying to think of my front three last season. So I had Adama still. Yeah, I think Sesko was the main striker that, that had signed really. Um, Castrovilli and so on I brought in so overall I've completely changed the Wolves team and I said that to a lot of people obviously I get a lot of Wolves fans come in and they're like where's this player where's this player and I don't really as you lot know I don't really hold much sentiment on FM saves you know in terms of Wolves players if I don't think they're good enough or they're not going to be at that world class level that I want them to be they're, they're gone um, so this team looks unrecognisable finished season 4 in season 2 as well um, no no Finished fourth in season two. Sorry, get my words out. Um, semi finalists of the Champions League, which was a little bit frustrating because we had a group of Bayern, Inter, and another team who who escapes me. Won every single game. So we beat Bayern twice, beat Inter twice, got into the knockout stages, beat Real Madrid in the quarterfinal, then played Bayern in the semi final. I thought. And the other semi final was pretty favourable. You know, if, if, if we beat Bayern, I thought, you know what, we've got a chance in this final. Um, and Bayern absolutely smashed us. I don't know what happened, but we got we got dicked. Um, so that was disappointing. And then I sort of went into the, the you know the start of the third season, thinking right, this team needs a massive overhaul if I actually want to try and break into the top three or even challenge for the league. So I was ruthless in that summer window. It was almost as if I was playing FIFA career mode, FIFA ultimate team. I was getting rid of players, bringing players in. Sameda went for 50 million. Jimenez, who finished my top goal scorer in season two, wasn't getting any younger, wanted a big new contract, got rid of him to Barcelona where he's actually doing all right. Um, But, uh, got rid of Joe Saysar who'd been my goalkeeper for the first couple of years. And in the end, I've got a really strong team. And defensively, I think we're doing a lot better. I've uh, got Ramsdale in goal, who's still on FM. Looks really, really solid. Obviously, he hits that English quota as well. Liveramento from Southampton, who cost me a fair whack. But in terms of goal contributions, is already surpassing what Samedo has given us. Uh, Bolstered the back line a little bit. I signed i signed a uh, Gvardiol from Leipzig, who we've spoken quite a bit about on the podcast before. I'm still not 100% convinced on him. Um, I might, might play him as a left-back in the future, but he, he's doing okay. I'm probably being a little bit harsh on him there. Um, bolstered my central midfield options. I've brought Renato Sanchez in um, and obviously had Lorenzo Luca come back off his loan as well. So we've got a solid team. It's just that we've got to stop dropping stupid points, drawing to teams such as Burnley, Brighton, you know, four points drop there straight away in the league. Um, and it's just, you know, shoving us behind the teams such as Liverpool, City, United doing really well. Uh, Chelsea as well in our save. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think I'm setting second half of that third season already. Uh, still in the Champions League. Title, race, probably out of it, but still definitely on for a top four spot if I can. Um, but really enjoying it still. Lots of money to there to spend. So it be interesting to see... Uh, how we can get on uh, in the future but yeah a lot of people asking me about plans for future saves but at the moment I do not have a Scooby-Doo so I might have to have a ins- bit of inspiration off you Joe eventually I think
2: let's go let's go um, I mean I, I mean, I gave you Family Cow so
0: yeah I'll do, oh yeah yes, I did that a little fine. yeah Family Cow I'm, I'm doing a little bit on, on offline save that's when I had no internet a couple of weeks ago I thought right I need to, I need to play something and that's doing alright you know? I'm doing alright in that save so maybe I'd, I'd do not that not playing free a bit on more. top either no, I'm not playing a four-two-three-one. I think on that one. So, what, what? what in,
2: in seriousness, what do you guys actually think about playing like free up top and playing like for all these set pieces that are clearly exaggerated in in the match engine?
0: My 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 thinking of it at the moment is for this save because I'm honestly completely having a lot of fun with it. I'm 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 going to stick with it for this wall save. But as soon as I start another save, I'm going to start from complete scratch, and I want to do. A bit like what sort of dupes done in terms of his tactics, trying things different, different formations and different roles. I want to probably, probably try and incorporate a wide centre back role. Somewhere so something as that well. I'm doing,
1: a, a, a tactic that I played in 2017. It's something different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but like you know, some of the ones you put on YouTube. Not, I don't think many people play like a four-one-two-one-two narrow for argument's sake, or a four-four-two narrow, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's what after this wall save. I want to go quite serious on whatever team I I go with. But I mean, you've seen the near post corners at the moment. I don't know if they're going to bring a fix out short term for those, but for argument's sake, and I tweeted about it today, Duke made me aware of it. Second yellow card did a video where he wanted to get Donna Rummer at PSG, finished top goal scorer in the league. He put Donna Rummer on near post corners and he scored over 50 goals in in a season, which was absolutely mad. So um, yeah, I'm going to have fun with it at the moment, but, I think eventually I'll uh, I'll move away from it. I don't know about dupe.
1: Uh I don't play near post headers anymore. I don't play near post I'll corners. Look.
0: No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, I play three different t- uh, three
1: different corner systems in one. Um, uh, but no, I, near I've post seen, has
0: to happens to be two of them.
1: No, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of success at the moment from short corners. Um, and the it goes short, and then the the receiver of that then goes long to back post, and he heads it back across goal. I like Um,
0: those headers back across because I
2: like a short corner but when you've got a shit corner taker I like the short corner but I fucking find that they always get caught offside because they pass it back to the taker oh yeah so I'm like Mm. I I haven't really seen it work
1: very well the short corner seems to work for me but um, look I'll be honest a lot of people have asked me in our stream and I mean we haven't mentioned it at all Joe it's the network save Uh, we had hyped this network save massively up and yes, it, we are we are going to play it, and we have played a little bit of it. But I was—I'll be honest—I I, I didn't plug and play it then. I I'd, I'd started it. It was my system that I was using um, at the time, and it had short. It had near post corners on, and I was what was I two 0 down to Chelsea. Yeah, with twenty minutes to go, we won three two with three near post headers. Now it's difficult
2: not to play it because I've. I've always played. I've a long. Well you, well, you want to win the network saver. It's no different from when we played our, our one with the three of us. It's difficult. You know, Dave, Dave, leaving the long throws on by accident. Well, we, we've we've oh, always I never we knew said that. <laughs> we said that the um one of the reasons that it's not being played at the
1: moment, um on or off stream at all, is that what happens when you are two nil down and you need to win the game? Do you just go switch it all back on? you know you can't see my screen I can't see your screen
2: yeah. it's Not we I, I I, said this the other night because it's not even that but I found that like the opposition are scoring against me so much and it feels like well maybe I should play it because the opposition score and yeah. I mean it's it's crossing as well it's not just corners Yeah, I head the OP, man. and heading you know I like you know I like the animation of it because it's it feels a bit different but it's so easy to kind of go oh, I can score loads of goals you know, I, most of those draws that I had in that Valadalid were because I was conceding to a fucking corner or a header. Well, I mean, there's there's a reason, spoilers, that in the network save I've sold
1: Wolf Sahara and bought an out-and-out winger mm. because I want him to cross the ball in.
2: That's the thing. Like, and I said to you, didn't I? I don't really want to play in the network save because I think it will... One, because you want to beat the other person, you'll do what you have to do to win. I've lost too many negotiations not if, to do that. Because if I know if I know that you're playing, you know, near post corners, winger to cross a ball for heading, then what, what, and, and mean, I'm so- struggling to score because I'm going, I don't want to play that because it makes me feel a bit dirty. But you're winning. Then my fuck, of course I'm going to fucking go free up top, fucking near post corners. I'll be doing everything. I'll, you know, I'll uh, do the lot uh, long throws. I don't even know how you do a long throw tactic, but I'll, <laughs> I'll do one.
1: <laughs> I've got a video coming out next week. Um, if Let's be honest though, Joe. like you, you're, we're, we're saying it like that, but that is, I mean, that's that's f- crossing corners, whether it's short corner or, or, or that's just football. Like, Why is it so OP? You know, as much as you're saying, oh, you bought a winger to, to to whip the ball in. I think it's the... Understandable, the, the why but it, that it's is that that football. It's,
2: it's the say Players are winning
0: the headers as well. They're the winning headers. It's
2: the defensive... Mistakes, I think, is what it is rather than the, the attackers being OP. I think it's more that def- the defender misses the ball because I've, yeah. I've, I've had it a lot where you get a long ball over the top and the defender done what it has done for the last couple of years in beta. The defender just steps underneath the ball, yeah, and then the striker runs off and as a you know they normally round round the
0: keeper and still miss. Do you think it's? Do you think these uh, systems are now overpowered as ever? Or do you think it's just they've been in the game a couple of years now and everybody's picked up on it? Because I think the the
2: three up top, the three up top, you can literally see it as you kick off the match. The players just run forward and the defensive line just gets pinned back because there's too many players. Like Mm. I watched, I've watched nearly all of your streams, Dave, and you'll see a player running, you know, towards the byline, and you'll have like six players in the box. Now, in reality, if that was real life football, of course, if you played the percentages, I mean, it's high risk. But yeah, you're scoring a lot of goals, but you're not conceding. Despite being vulnerable at the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you played Everton, and I said to you, if you played a, a defensive midfielder, you wouldn't have got fucking dicked by them because mm. they literally they just dragged your defenders wide, and then they played the ball through the middle where you had no one there. But it's like that. That to me is going well. That's brilliant football because tactically they've gone. We can fuck them over because they're defensively. Kind of vulnerable because they're only got four players back. Yeah. If we stretch them really wide, and then we're literally leaving gaps in the middle for their centre mids yeah. to run on.
0: We're all over. They're play. so, yeah. they playing a
2: Roman playmaker and an AP, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And literally, the wide players were just dragging your defenders out, and the midfielders were running on. Just had acres of space to do what they wanted. And mm. it, you, you carried on playing that kind of um Trencartista or whatever it is you're playing behind the strikers. I need to burn that off, you know. I
0: think I, I'm going to get but, rid of that. But you
2: normally, but you started with having a defensive midfielder, and then you moved mm. it to that, and I mean it's worked really well. But that one game, they literally destroyed you because of that. So it's like, if that that should happen more often, mm. because you shouldn't just be able to have like six players forward at all times in in the opposition's box without them winning on the counter. So it's mm. the it's the it's just a bit of balancing. That's all it needs. It's not it isn't broken. It just needs a little bit of balancing. Can I ask a question? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. want crossing to be gone. That's because what I mean. I'm inf- worried like, that if they tweak it's impossible to, do. to score a corner. It's easy yeah. to, to, you know, percentage of crosses completed or whatever. It's easy to dial that down where it needs to be more about the, like, counter-attacking football working better. Look, it, 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 I have absolutely no idea how they would fix it. So it's like the impossible job. It seems like the easy thing to do is either make something better or make something worse which will yeah. then have the butterfly effects of, you know, cause and effect. And it'll probably dull it down and everyone will get the ump again. So it's, it's really, <laughs> really hard for them to do it. And I know we've had guys on from the match team and stuff. So it's like, i have never talked badly about them because it is literally, you're fucked if you do, you're fucked if you don't. So, yeah. but, but it just, it's like, it, it's not, you're talking like fractions of a difference, not yeah, massive yeah. overhauls. It's like, it's so tiny, but it just makes it feel, like I went from, I've changed from key to comprehensive. I, like, I'm, I'm moving around how I'm watching the game because it felt at some point so all I was ever seeing was cross header goal, cross header goal. So I went to watching it on comprehensive just so I saw some football and like the patterns of playing the match engine are brilliant. I've got you. Great watch, goals. More of, yeah, you yeah. watch more of when you watch more of the game, even when you're not scoring goals. Like when you see more of it, it actually plays really nicely. So it's only like the goal scoring opportunities become very. Similar, like you not see like you you know if you see a player in a position you're like well this is going to be a back post header, or it's a corner and you're like if this goes front post it's going in, so it's just very minute changes and it'll be it'll be a lovely little match engine.
0: Mm. Were you going to say something deep? Sorry,
2: no, it's a bit irrelevant. We've kind of gone past the point now,
1: but I was just saying about what I was going to say was about the Everton team that played against you. Yeah. I wonder if we can ever get to the point where in game, other managers are, or the the AI managers are watching that Everton game, seeing how they managed to defeat Dave, and then using that system, using that idea or that philosophy of dragging those players wide I think to them. They
0: sort of doing game because there are there are times where when you've played a tactic for so long, other clubs will become familiar with how you play. I don't think I mean with stuff like we've discussed when you've got these tactics and corners and whatever. I think. You know, you're always going to get the better of them on that. But there are spells and people see it in game where you can smash everyone for half a season and hit January and you can't buy a win. Um, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen quite often. So I think it's probably not as prominent as people expect. I think there's definitely part of that in a game where after a while clubs, you know, are used to or, or know how you're going to set up and play. But I don't know, that that Everton game especially because I was smashing everyone before that. And then... I've I've never been thrashed like I was I was beaten by them. It was in, especially in the league. It was madness. I guess um, I guess.
2: Um, I was going to say it's not the, for the fact that they've beaten you. It was just it was so nice to see because when when I'm watching you play, and that tactic is so powerful because of what it does to the defensive team. It was just nice to see a team do what would happen in real life.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Pick
2: you, up, you go. You're playing that many players forward. We're definitely going to get you on a counter attack, and it just like the way it played out was beautiful. And if, you, if you'd if you have just kind of gone, oh, if I just stick that player as a defensive midfielder, I think you would have broke up like nearly all of those goals and you probably mm. would have turned it around and, and carried on dicking them. So it's like <laughs> it wanted you to make that tactical decision to turn it around. But because you didn't put a DM in, it was like they just had they just had so much room. Yeah. It was, it was kind of, it was nice to see because it was different from all the other games that you were playing.
0: No, yeah. uh it it will be interesting. I think you know. I I'd assume it might not be till sort of January, February when we see the big winter update, or whether they'll make changes beforehand. I think we do what you said there, little the stuff about the try list. It will be interesting to see if we do have another hot.
1: I think they were talking about it on that forum, that literally that thread that I was reading this afternoon. That yeah. uh, it missed the main game, so it is on the first patch, but doesn't state when that patch is.
0: You know the uh, hot the hot things they brought out the other day had yeah. data changes in it as well, and I didn't yeah, think that changes, would. Apart yeah. the main release and the winter update, I didn't think we'd ever see data changes like that. So it's interesting. I, I don't know if that's ever happened before as well. Mid game, I, I didn't think that was a thing, but yeah, I guess it's something off, quite yeah? simple to do, though, right? Yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't know how it how it worked. Um, maybe with their new their new way of collecting data and stuff, it's a lot easier for them to do. But who knows? But um,
1: the problem is, is have they now made a rod for their own back?
0: Yeah. Do we expect People that every to time I manage a manager sack subscription now? service. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Um. But now I think you know we've had we delved a lot into obviously our thoughts on F N 22 You guys have heard what we've been up to um as well so far. Um, go on, Joe. I was just going to point out. For everyone,
2: obviously Matt's not here today. He's thinking about pressing continue on the first one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Matt's pissed yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere, we don't know where. Drinking um, with Hamilton.
0: Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, guys, let us know your thoughts on, on FM twenty two so far over on our Twitter at five star pod. But that does bring episode two 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 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting five uh, where this week, obviously, there I'm sure there'll be blogs on there and obviously Dupes' videos on his YouTube channel as well with loads of tactics that you guys can go and check out. Um, Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening, guys, and there will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys.